Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, and we're going to be talking about something that you guys know I love talking about, and that is the issue of sex and marriage. And so I have a special guest on the broadcast with me today. My friend, Sheila Gregoire, is here. We're going to be talking about all things uh, sex and especially focusing on libido. So if you're the mom who's listening to this today and you're the last thing you want to do at night is uh, get busy with your man. This podcast is for you. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So last week, we talked a little bit about why motherhood matters with September. And we we sort of focused on the heart of motherhood. And there was a, a point in which September and I began talking about why your marriage is actually more important than even mothering. And sort of the biblical, uh, the underpinning for that and why um, we we should never sacrifice our marriages on the altar of mothering, on the altar of homeschooling or whatever it is. And uh, I thought it was fitting to have my friend Sheila come on the following week because we've we've alluded to it a little bit, but Sheila's going to drive the nail home because she loves to talk about this and we're going to have a hoot and holler in good time. Sheila, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. And we are going to have some fun. I know, right? Because it should be fun. You know, I someone said to me, I wrote a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance in 2009. And I sort of turned into the Dr. Ruth of the homeschool movement. I'm not really sure how that happened, but I've, I told or even if you wanted or to, even happen. if I really wanted it to happen, but I thought, you know, we need to, we, you know, Christians should be having some seriously good sex. Christian marriages should be uh, rocking and rolling. And one of the things I love about you is you don't, um, you're not afraid to talk about this. So I really appreciate your boldness and just, it's an encouragement to, uh, to married couples. I know the men, I know Sheila, this is going to happen because I'm going to be on the road here in a couple of weeks. I know the husbands are going to come up to me and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I made my my wife listened to that three times. <laughs> I aim to please. Absolutely. I'm excited. So tell my audience, because this, this is your first time. This is your first time on my podcast. Yes, I think so. I know. And we've been trying to do something together for years, you and me. So this is great. I know. I'm really glad. We just celebrated the 500th episode of the podcast uh, last week. So I can't believe it took me 500 times to get you on here. We'll have to, do, we'll have to make it a more frequent thing because I know this is going to be mm-hmm. a really popular topic. So tell my listeners a little bit about you and your family and kind of what you do. Well, I have become the Christian sex lady too. And now my kids who are 20 and 22, they spend their life talking about sex and their blogs and their YouTube channels and, and how to get kids going in the right direction. So it's kind of become this family enterprise, which is really rather funny. That is funny. <laughs> Normally is. when we hear about family enterprises and sex, it's actually not funny. <laughs> I know. And, and the, the, the really ironic thing is that I've been married for 25 years now. And when we got married, sex was the worst part of our marriage. It yep. was terrible for years. And so to think that this is what I am now, mm. it's really come full circle. And, and in a way, I think it was it was kind of cool. It was probably a God thing, because I think if sex had always been easy, I would have nothing to say. Right, <laughs> right. But, you know, but because I had to really work through a lot of this stuff. And and what it really came down to was at one point I had spent so many years trying to turn my husband off because I thought that sex was the problem in our marriage. And if he just wanted it less, my marriage would be so much better. Right. And that just wasn't working. And and a thought occurred to me. I said, you know, Sheila, if God made sex to be great, 
And if God made marriage so that you could feel intimate and sex is an important part of that, then why would you want to miss out on this? Yeah. And it became about understanding that I may not get how sex is going to be great. And I may not understand how my libido could ever get higher, but I could make the decision to believe God. And so even if I can't see how sex can be great right here in the here and now, I do believe what God says. And so I better figure this thing out. And I just decided to make it the most fun research project we could ever do together. (laughs) Your husband was like, I will study that with you. Let's do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Well, and I know that uh, because I get questions like this all the time at the podcast, I know that there are a lot of moms listening and they just, I think so much of it is just their, their confidence in their ability to be sexual. I think once we have babies and we're, you know, we look in the mirror, at least maybe this never happened to you, but I've, I've been married for 28 years and we have seven children. I look in the mirror one day and I'm just like, Oh, good Lord. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like the image looking back at me from the mirror was just this for what me anyway, I felt like this, this woman looking back at me, she's covered in stretch marks, which I actually legitimately am. I told Jay, I said, my stomach looks like a national geographic map of the world. Like it's just, it's not sexy. It's not beautiful. And I got, you know, we had a long talk about this. We've talked about this all the way through our, you know, 28 years of marriage. It comes up from time to time, sort of rear its ugly head. And I finally learned something. I learned that my, that our our husbands, um, they don't necessarily, they're not as concerned about our stretch marks as we are. They just want us to want them and to, and that, mm-hmm. you know, have that confidence in our own sexuality with our husbands. And it seems really like a, like kind of a big deal. Have you found sort of the same thing to be true? Are you running into this with the women that you meet? Absolutely. You know, a couple of years ago on my blog, I, I blog every day at to love, honor, and vacuum.com. And a couple of years ago, I did this series called the 29 days to great sex. It was a leap year. So there were 29 days in February. So I thought that would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. Every, yeah, every day I had a new challenge. And some of the challenges were racy and some of them were, um, you know, a little bit more difficult with conversations you had to have. And some of them were just flirty. But then I had this one that I thought was fairly simple. I just simply said, okay, ladies, I want you to name five things that you like about your body. Just find five things that you like, write them down, Mm -hmm. and that'll be great. And I had so many emails complaining about that day, like way more than any other day. And I had women saying there just aren't five things. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. I've been told my earlobes are okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or... Or in the summer when I do my toenails, they don't look too bad. (laughs) Yeah. But I think so much of it's the culture. Like you, you know, you walk through the checkout sound at the grocery store and we have these airbrush Mm -hmm. supermodels on there and they look like they're doing it all right. They got, you know, kid on their hip and one in a wagon and their husband looks sexy and they look sexy and we're like, nope, not me. And so we judge ourselves by this external standard when really our husbands are just like, hey, give it up for me, baby, because I think you're hot. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I think what we're doing is we are allowing our culture, which has so messed sex up and so degraded sex and made it shallow. And we are allowing our culture to speak into our lives and tell us that we aren't worthy of a good sex life. Yep. Yep. And why are we giving our disgusting culture that kind of power over us? Preach. Preach. Like we need to stop because you know what our culture does here. Here's how our culture has messed up sex. Okay. They have looked at sex and they have said, 
it's all about the body. We're mm-hmm. going to take sex out of a committed marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. We're going to say anyone can have sex who wants to have sex. And it's all about personal fulfillment. And it's all about feeling great. And as soon as you do that, sex stops being about any kind of emotional, spiritual connection, spiritual intimacy, and it starts being only about the body. Mm-hmm. And then the body takes on way more importance than it was ever meant to have. Mm. That is so and, important. And we... Yeah, and we buy into that. And we Mm -hmm. forget that God made sex to be intimate in three ways, Mm -hmm. okay? Emotional, physical, and spiritual. It's not just a physical thing. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons, like, that that our world has become so gross when it comes to sex and, you know, like all the sex toy shops and all the whatever is, like, people have sex and they know they're missing something. Like, they know that it's supposed to be better. And so what they do is they stretch the boundaries more and more, thinking, well, that'll get me the next great high. And what they don't realize is what I'm missing out on is actual emotional and spiritual intimacy, because that's what feeds the physical. That's what makes the physical better. Yep. I know. I can tell there have been many times that uh, my husband and I have had this conversation where it's just like, you know, it's when once you're married, you're in this committed relationship, it's not just sex. It's like an emotional, it's a celebration of something that you have that's just between the two of you that you save only for each other. I heard uh, John Lindell, Debbie Lindell's husband, I was home from my own church the other day and I um, I listened to him, uh, James River, so good. He's preaching through the book of Romans right now. And he was in uh, Romans chapter two, which is a tough passage to preach. Like talk about a crowd shrinker, right? In the culture right now. I just talk about Romans two and everybody like, oh, turn him off. He's talking about sin and wrath and hell and all this stuff. And he started talking about sex inside of marriage because uh, Paul was saying, listen, because these, these, um, these people did not honor God. He gave them over. He gave them over to their own depravity. And he was talking about, he kind of turned it around to say exactly what you're saying. He said, God was the, the uh, creator of sex and he made it for intimacy within marriage. And the moment you take that intimacy out of it, the moment you take that commitment, it doesn't become for the good of the other person anymore. It only becomes a selfish thing. And I think that is where a lot of the problem is stemming from. And so I so appreciate your boldness and your willingness uh, to tackle this topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to take it to the next level because I know you can handle it. Um, for for all the women that talk to me at conferences where I speak and they just say, I just have no sex drive at all. Like, I don't know who took it. I don't know if it was the kids who took it or the mortgage or the 16,000 pounds of cold wrinkled laundry that are waiting for me in my laundry room or, you know, all these things that feel this pressure on us. I actually had someone say to me the other day, and I actually laughed out loud. I hope that was okay. But she said, do you ever roll your eyes during sex? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I actually said, yeah, I actually have done that before, <laughs> you know, and I, there were times in my, especially in my, you know, in the first 10 years of our marriage where we just struggled, you know, we're having babies and we're just struggling. And I know that you hear this all the time. So to the mom who is just struggling, she loves her husband and she wants to have the same drive that he does, but she's starting to get resentful of it. Yeah. Um, what, give her some encouragement right now. You're not crazy. Yep. First of all, that's the big thing. And let's go back to our culture just for a sec and what the media does, because I think the media has really messed up our libidos. Right. Fake news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it portrays women's libidos as fake news. Like, okay, all all the women's libido stuff is fake news, because if you watch any TV show, any movie, no matter what it is, here is the plot when it comes to sex. Okay. So the two people are together and they start to pant. 
and then they kiss and then they take off their clothes and then they end up in bed. Okay. No matter what you watch that, that's the order. Yep. They pant and then they kiss and they take off their clothes and they end up in bed. Yep. Right. Pant, yep. kiss, close, bed. That's yep. the way it goes. Pant, yep. kiss, close, bed. So there yep. you are at home and you're waiting to pant. Yep. And ain't nothing happening. So you figure, well, I'm just not in the mood, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we don't realize is that the media is portraying libido very much in a male-centric way. And that's not the way God made us. Yeah. Um, there, there's a woman named Rosemary Abbott. She's a researcher at the University of British Columbia. And she did a really interesting study um, a couple of years ago on how arousal works for men and women. And what she found is that for men, arousal tends to precede making love, okay? So they're already in the mood before they start. And for the life of me, I don't know why you have to do a research project on that, because that seems like perfectly <laughs> obvious to Hello. me, but whatever. Okay? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for women, that's not true. The vast majority of women are not aroused until after they start, Yep. But then their bodies kick in. Yep. And so what we women do is we don't get this about ourselves. And so we spend our whole lives asking ourselves, am I in the mood? Yep. And as soon as and you ask not. the question. No, as soon as you ask the question, the answer is no. Right. And so what we need to do is we need to stop looking down at ourselves and say, hey, how's it going? What do you think? <laughs> like we need to start asking our bodies and we need to start telling our bodies mm-hmm. and just say, you know what? I have had a long day. I have had people hanging off of me all day. I have had people yelling at me. I am tired and I deserve this to be awesome. And so (laughs) we are going to do this. It is going to be amazing. And I deserve this to be awesome. Exactly. And you better get in gear because this is going to be great. And we need to start telling our bodies. <laughs> yes. It's like, the, it's like a different kind of, it's like the whole different kind of preach to yourself in bed. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, this is something that I struggled with for years. I really did. Yeah, and me too. Um, I just created a new course recently because <laughs> I got so many readers asking me about this all the time. So I yeah. created the Boost Your Libido course um, on my website. And, and I've then, got a 25% off coupon over at the show notes yeah, for that today. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you go to tolovehonorandvacuum.com and you click on courses, the Boost Your Libido course comes up. It's the first thing. And if you type in the coupon code, the busy mom, no space, just the busy mom, you'll get 25% off. And it's just so much fun because I talk about all the mental stuff that goes into libido, all the physical stuff, hormonal stuff, because we really can get this under control so that you actually want to have sex again. Yep. And which I is think amazing. And tell, <laughs> and honestly, for the, for the mom who's, I mean, really, this kind of comes back to either we believe that God designed our bodies for marriage and we believe that, mm-hmm. that he wants us to enjoy it or we don't or we don't and i think we've been we've been conditioned to believe exactly what you're talking about with that what the culture says about sex is true which and actually there has never been a better time to look at the culture and go pretty much they've got it wrong in every area particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to human sexuality right particularly when it comes to sex it's so messed up right now it really is and it's so sad but you know the neat thing is that the way that we're made, and, and libidos do tend to be different. I have never seen a marriage where two people have the same libido. Right. I have seen a lot of marriages where the guy has the higher libido than the woman, and we're starting to see that more and more, probably about 25% of marriages right now. So I know some women are listening to this thinking, 
I wish my husband had a libido. So I do hear you on this one. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, whoever it is that has the higher libido, um, one of the key things to remember is that um, if we both had, if we both had the same libido, then when um, there'd be no need to work on communication, there'd be no need to work on the Well, we wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> exactly. And if we both had no libido, then there would be no need to work on the relationship either. But yeah. the way that it works is when when you want to make love and your spouse doesn't, you need to figure out how to woo them. Mm. <laughs> right. And when you want that emotional connection and you want to feel affection and you want to feel close and your spouse seems to be pulling back a little bit, then you can work on the sexual connection. And it all works in a circle. The more we try to meet each other's needs, the more we do get our own needs met. Yep. It's really true. And I think often when I'm talking to women about this, because I've experienced this in my own life, you know, with the ups and downs of <clears throat> as many kids as we have, and which is, hello, that is just a sex drive killer right there. Just, you know, having your house full of kids <laughs> all the time. But I, I recognize something, and this was just totally the Lord, because I actually started taking my... um my sex life to the Lord. I was just like, because I didn't know who else to talk to about it. You know, back in the early nineties, nobody, no Christians really weren't talking about this very much. And I took it to the Lord and I was like, God, would you give me, give, just let me love him the way he needs me to like, help me. And you know what? God answers prayer. He really does. And I think a lot of it was just found in that communication. Cause what I realized, and I think I'm wondering what you think about this, but in in my own life and in a lot of the lives of the women that I talk to, um, that they're longing for that connection. Like we're longing for that emotional connection with him mm-hmm. and he's longing for the sexual connection with with uh, with us. But when I make, when I really purpose to say, you know what, I'm going to make our sex life awesome, the, um, emo- he feels that emotional connection and then I end up getting what I needed also. And it, it really does work in that circle, no matter which one of you has the higher libido. It really does work that way. And I think God designed it to work that way, which to me is awesome. Anything that God designs, like I'm going with that. Whatever God said, do <laughs> that's what I want to do, and it works in marriage, uh, in in pretty much every aspect of marriage. I think, yeah, I do, and and I think that God um, made us so that when we do have sex, we do feel closer. Um, you've heard of the bonding hormone oxytocin, you know, women release it a ton when we're breastfeeding, when we're kissing our kids or whatever, but, but men mostly release it in big quantities during sex. That's when they feel close to us. Mm. And one of the things I notice is that the day or two after we make love, I don't notice the fact that he bites his fingernails. I don't notice the fact that, you know, he may not have picked up laundry. Like little things he does stop to bug, stop bothering yeah. me because yeah. I just feel closer to him. And so now when I start to think, okay, he's just biting his nails again, that's driving me nuts. I realize we got to have sex more. <laughs> so. You know, my husband's over here. He engineers the podcast and he's like, preach it, Sheila. That's right. <laughs> Keep talking, girl. <laughs> I think it's so important. So the moms who are struggling with this and they're just saying, I just cannot, you know, I can remember, Sheila, when my kids were little, my youngest is, is six now and I've got, you know, grandchildren, so now the grandchildren are coming over. But when my littlest, um, when my oldest ones were a lot younger and I just felt like, just like what you said earlier, just picked at and pulled on. And I, you you get to the end of the day and you just think if one more person asked me for one more thing, I'm a freak out. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to sit in my bed and, you know, go through my, co- my copy of Good Housekeeping magazine until the voices in my head stop talking to me. Like, that's all I want to do. And then I heard my husband come down the hall and I would just think, no, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. You just sort of lay there. You know, I think maybe if I play dead, you know, maybe if I just, if I play dead, he'll leave me alone. And I'm like, nope, that didn't work. One time I, I swear to goodness, I, I thought I'm gonna start crying because I'm so upset. And if I start crying, he looked at me and he was just like, you look upset. Can we talk about that later? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And I thought, you know what? This is I think part of it was just a misunderstanding on my part of how actually precious that part of our relationship would be if I would give my give into it instead of just going I'm so tired because I always feel better. I mean, don't you? I think that's part mm-hmm. of it. If we can just go, you know what? Because every time you have good sex at the end of it, you're like, why don't we do this every day? Right. But it's just yep. getting to that yep. point and you're just so tired and just so burdened. It makes it so much more difficult. I love, love, love your encouragement to these women that it's actually worth investing in. Absolutely. And, you know, none of us have a sex memory. We all have a cheesecake memory. We all know, even if I haven't had cheesecake in a while, or even if I had it an hour ago, I could have some more cheesecake. We don't have a sex memory. We don't. It could have been great last night, but it doesn't make a difference about how we feel about it today. No. That's why you need to start telling yourself things instead of just going by your feelings. And that's what makes all the difference. I totally love it. Sheila, this has been so much fun. I would love it if you'd come back on Friday. I do something here called Home Fire Fridays, and we talk about everything uh, related to marriage. Would you come back on Friday? I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a couple other questions, I think. And I'd actually really love it if we could spend a few minutes talking about pornography in marriage, because I think it's, an, it's yes. reaching an epidemic uh, proportion in the country. So would you be willing to come back on Friday and let's pick this topic up again? I would love to. I got tons more to say. <laughs> Woo, I cannot wait. All right, you guys, I hope you are enjoying listening to Sheila as much as I am enjoying talking with her. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and leave a review for it. If you go to HeidiStJohn.com and uh, click on the podcast, you can leave a review there or you can go over to iTunes and leave a review there as well. I am getting ready to release uh, Becoming Mom Strong. It'll be in bookstores everywhere on September 19th. We are right now in the pre-order season and all of of the Becoming Momstrong swag is now in the store. So I know you guys have been asking for it and we are really excited to bring it to you. God is a good God. He created us to be um, healthy and whole, especially when it comes to your marriage. Listen to what the word of God says and there will be a reward in it for you. I promise not the least of which married women is a better sex life. All right, so we're gonna have Sheila back here on Friday and until then I go, because have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here then. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.